Receive the special handshake. The secret handshake. Which will open all new doors of possibilities and perceptions. Don't share it with anyone. They couldn't take this magnanimous gift. Oh, here she is. She's making it. She's picking on me. Oh, she's picking, she's picking on me. Oh. It's all right. I can handle it. Paul, Paul's been good practice. <laughs> I'll show this to Judy. This is the one. Oh, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, that'll be great too. Watch. This is the meeting where it's like I once read these uh, intensives offered by somebody, and one of them, if I can paraphrase it, was how to integrate awakening into ordinary life. So this is the advanced class. Yeah. We're going to talk about how to awake, integrate this thing we got called awakening and integrate it into ordinary life. So it can prove an advantage to us. Yeah. Yes, that's it. It's going to take a few hours. By the time, by 12, you'll be ready to have a really incredible, empowered Sunday. All right. What about life? I want more. Some of you will get Sunday and Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Then you'll have to come back next week for the second intensive. Yeah. Right, exactly. Well, you know, I don't know. In my view, it's always an introductory offer. And I'm serious. Like when people try to get in touch with me, usually failing on the internet, <laughs> I tell them, listen, all I got is what I say on the talks. You, know? you don't need a personal thing. It's much better just to entertain principles. They'll be more productive than if you try to get a personal feeling of something. Because... That's like a second step from it, yeah? It's all in mind. Yeah, and then mind's going to express. Yeah. Mind, the big M-I-N-D. It's all in mind, and then mind is going to express. And one of the ways mind expresses in princ- is in principles. Yeah. Is in principles. And the principles are sort of... Uh, they have more influence over the consequential of area than the consequential area has over principles. Principles aren't overrided by fads and trends and new age stuff. They're just damn principles that are solid, yeah? And in that solidity, the mind can really expand and explore and entertain, yeah? But the principles allow you to sort of navigate here in this place, yes? They navigate you better. So in a word, one of the principles of AA is like you have it by giving it away. And of course, in miracles, you know, the best way to learn something is to teach it. Very similar. So the, what we ha- when we feel this sense of presence in AA, it's imp- the imperative is to share it, yeah, to be of service. Where a lot of uh, non-duality groups and stuff, at least the ones I had introductory uh, contact with, they didn't really emphasize service at all. Yeah, and I think that was lacking because people would come to a meeting like this and then they'd leave by themselves and. I remember one of the first times I spoke in Toronto, a man was there, and he had a lot of knowledge from books, yeah? But he was, he was like a dog, like this dog, if, he, if it had mange or something, or fleas, they sometimes put a cone on him, yeah? That goes like this, so the dog can't get to the stuff. That's sort of what it's like. You have all this knowledge, 
Yeah, but it, it just it's all up here, and it's not translating into your daily life. Yeah, and there's no need to integrate it. That's that would be you again trying to do something. Yeah, so it's just a matter of. And I remember I was he was talking to me, and I could see see he was in a lot of angst. And I finally said, "Don't come back to the next meeting. You know, just go to a soup kitchen, do some service, not with people you know, but to strangers." And I'll tell you. You'll be getting what you're looking for from this meeting much quicker and easier that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Because what's happening now is the mind is just making more and more shit out of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And you're just going to be weighed down by it. It's not All that knowledge isn't going to uh, lead to a liberation. It's gonna, the best it can do is lead to a fake liberation. Right? And then you're stuck with the weight of being liberated. Because now you've got to feel like I've got to be constantly vigilant because it may slip out. Like when we were eating breakfast, you knew that if you would have gotten up from the table, this dog may probably try to eat the food. Yeah? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's showering us with love, but its basic intent in that kitchen was, I want food, you know? And it's like waiting and giving you that loving look. But if you walked away for five minutes, you'd be trying to get up on that table. Yeah? Yeah. The rabidity would still be there. Rabid, rabid, rabid. And so that's what happens with knowledge. You want more. Yeah? And then it becomes another form of seeking. And you get stuck in the state of that you know, but it's not translated, which is really painful. I see a lot of people have it. They feel like they know it, you know, uh, intellectual level, something like that, but it's just not going over the top. It's just not really like becoming like what they some would say embodied. Yeah? Mm-hmm. They don't really, really feel it, but they know it. They can... They can, they can quote non-dual scriptures. They're very. They can parse everything everyone says and says, "Oh, you said I or me," and they become like non-dual Pharisees. Yeah? yeah, they they know the letter of the law, but they're missing the spirit of the law. Yeah, which is freedom. Yeah, freedom from the need to parse things out. Freedom from the need to be perfectly correct. Yeah, freedom from the need of all that stuff. That's the relief that comes over you. It's not that you get more, it's that you lose interest in all the shit, yeah? On a lot of levels, spiritual levels, everything like that. Like, we have a great statement about a guy who says, you know, you can read a thousand books and da-da-da-da, but when you, um, but when a realization occurs, there's no need to read one sentence, yeah? The mind shifts, and it becomes its own source of inspiration, yeah? It can find things, and they're nice to remind you, but never think that that book or that person is doing anything. It's all mind, yeah? Mind. Everything must issue from there. So, in a sense, that's what I'm saying. In this place here, mind, one of its expressions is on a level of principles, yeah? And on those levels of principles, there's a soundness to them. And then when, it, when you live them for a while, it produces a reliability and then there's an ease, which opens you up for more, let's say, blossoming. Or not in, in the sense of, that, of what it is, but in its expression here. It finds more room to express. Yeah? You, in, a way, in a way, the expression becomes lighter. Your days become lighter. Yeah? And it increases. It's like accelerates. It's not just it's, it's light now and it's always that way. It actually, the experience is that it gets lighter more and more. More and more, it's like uh, just more and more. Just it, it just retakes more space in a way that it never lost. But that's the, the feeling of it when you're here. Yeah, like every month, every year. Like when I do these talks, if I do a big run of talks, 
and I go home, the next couple of months or the next few weeks is just downloads that, that are that's expanding on what was talked about. Yeah? Not in words, but in sense, yeah? So the things get more and more flesh and blood. You get the skeleton, and you can describe the skeleton, but when there's that sense of giving it away, what you get back is like flesh and blood, and so the skeleton takes a real feel, a real feel, yeah? That's what happens. So I do, let's say when I go back to, to San Francisco, that next few days there, things get more, they just, more stuff gets downloaded, and then there's a... Uh, more and more clarity comes about things, yeah? And it just goes on and on and on and on and on. This mind's expressing here, yeah? And the expression, in a sense, is defined by time, so it progresses. So, it's always an introductory offer. It's always the pointing that you're the product, yeah? It's always the idea of, like, the Eightfold Noble Path, when people say... Sometimes they say, well, that's not linear. But if you look at it, why would they say the Eightfold Path? You know, it's just like the 12 steps of AA. If there's a linear process, they're explaining in a sense. So in the Eightfold Noble Path, first they say, you know, the Four Noble Truths are about suffering and its cause, or the, the Petri dish of suffering is based in desire. You know? To me, I think selfing, all its desire is, is to become or unbecome. Yeah? It's assuming it is something, which it isn't, and it doesn't want to be that, like a loser or a bad person or not able to love people. Or it's assuming it's not something that it wants to be. Yeah, That's what it does all day. It's trying to unbecome something it thinks it is, and it's trying to become something it isn't. Yeah? And it can never succeed, but it sure can make a lot of, lot of time go by. It's like a constant agitation, because if you've ever had a desire that's thwarted, it's, there's a dis-ease around it. Let's say if you wanted to meet that person that night and you don't have a chance, usually you'll go home and get a pint of Agendas and watch a couple of sad movies. Something's, there's going to be a reaction to the desire being thwarted. Yeah? Can you imagine if you were living at the butt end of a thwarted desire that's thwarted at all times here? The selfing is constantly thwarted. Your body's never going to be the body image it wants you to be. You're never going to be to jump high enough. You're never going to be able to screw long enough. You're never going to be able to do this or hit, catch the bigger wave. It's not happening. You're we're, we're confined in limitation, in a sense, as the experience, as the action figure. And we're trying to get unlimited as the action figure, which is an impossibility. Yeah. People are saying, well, why doesn't this take all my pain away? Because that's not its purpose. Yeah? This pain is an experience that happens here. This is what we signed up for, in a sense. This is like the, you know, the definition of being alive. Yeah? Everyone wants to get all, oh, let me cherry pick the awakening and then see how I can apply it to where I want it, which is I don't want to feel any pain anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ramana Mahashi was supposedly a, was crying out in pain with the cancer, throat cancer. And people would be like, how can he be a master if he's crying out? It wasn't him crying out. It was the freaking body apparatus. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Everyone makes a mistake. So the identification is so deep, they keep implying or, or believing that, well, if I'm not the doer, then, there should, then no doing should be happening. <laughs> Just the identification as a doer is shows up its head even in the explanation of it not being the doer. Yes, it's insane. You don't know how sticky that is. 
you will know it when you get real relief from it, because you know the problem from the solution. You do not know the problem from the problem. You have no freaking idea. The only way you really get a view of the problem is from the solution. And from the solution, it's imaginary. But it has, it reaches a, a false crescendo called seemingly so. Yeah? And you, you and I play a major role in it seeming to be really so. The mind has to sort of go along with the interpretation, with the inference, with the assumption. That's where the freedom is. In recovery, we call it a pause, yeah? Before, this, before you gulp in and take in the next line of shit that it's running, there's a pause and you don't swallow. Right there, now something has an influence in life. Not the selfing, but the thing that's more powerful than the selfing. And just like anything, any parasite that has anything to do with power, any power or political system, the only thing power is afraid of is more power. Yeah? The only thing a power-driven system is afraid of is something that's more powerful. And mind is more powerful than the mental process of selfing. Yeah? The mental process of selfing knows that very well, so it tries to co-opt mind and make it into something that will fit its framing. Or take awakening, make it into something. Take God, make it into something that will fit its frame. Yeah? So now you have a God of your own understanding, and maybe you'll get you a parking space at the meeting, or maybe you'll have a three-month relationship. They will be so severely limited because you will only understand it or, or actually even admit to it by if it seems to be the way you want it to be. <laughs> you don't see that as playing God? That's the whole thing in recovery. It's the, it's the biggest unspoken of AA, uh, unspoken step of AA. It's, it's right before the main step of AA, which is surrendering your life, will and your life over to the care of a higher power of your own understanding. It says, well, first, before that, you got to quit playing God. Yeah? And then next, do this step, in a sense. Because if you don't look at what's playing God, that thing that's playing God will be the assumed to be the one who's turning its life over to God, and that God is a lesser God than it. So we'll go like this, all right, I'm turning my life over to it, but let's say it wants to meet a girl or a boy. Oh, I'm taking that back, yeah? And then, you know, and so it's like, oh, yeah, oh, and then when it doesn't work out, the girl leaves or the boy leaves, and oh, God, I surrender that thing over to you, and oh, but I'm interested, oh, take it back. It's like a bully giving a bag of candy to a little kid, hold this, and then he slap, give me that back. Who's the bigger God in the event? Yeah, God of your understanding, or you? You are. That's the whole point. That's what selfing's doing all day. But when you you don't look for God from selfing, you look at selfing to see what it is. Yeah. You look at the process that's implying and insinuating, inferring and producing a sense of being a someone. Look at that and see if that's true. If that isn't true, there's no need to look for God. You're looking from God. Yeah. The search is off. Yeah. Now you put on a dime. Now let's see if you respond. Maybe there was a lo lovely, noble strain of selfing that wanted to know God, but you realize it had no intention of ever freaking knowing God. Because as Ramana Maharshi says, to know God is to be God. If you get the real knowledge of God, you is it. <laughs> There's no way you can neuter it by knowing it and become a knower of God. No, to know God is to be God.
very direct, no time whatsoever. Yeah. And then what happens is there's a, there's a, a, a response to that ability, and then you see all the considerations, all the buts, all the stuff that the cemental process of selfing will throw up to sort of exile you from there. Yeah. To sort of call you back into its little frame of living. Yeah? All right, let's move away from this and just let's freeze dry God and keep it my God, you know? <laughs> so it won't be so upsetting to my life. Yeah? And maybe it will serve me <laughs> in my life. Yeah? This is much more unsettling than that. <laughs> much more unsettling. You can't claim it. No freaking way. Nothing doesn't budge every moment, every time your mental process is trying to make it something. It doesn't change it one bit. The nothing is way more powerful than the little something making. Yeah? And if you can just sit through whatever you're going through, yeah? Just like the selfing. Here's the selfing. Someone comes to a meeting and they hear something that we share and then they go, oh yeah, I recognize that. So I'm thinking about next week and it's producing trouble for me. And now I recognize it as selfing. So then they call me up and they go, I've been selfing all week, all day. Yeah? I say, well, that's not it. See? The selfing, you recognize some of the selfing, but you, you, you're seeing the selfing from the product of being the selfing. The selfing has already done its job. It doesn't care to be recognized now. It's already got the loot and it's taken off. You know what I mean? <laughs> you recognize, oh, yes. I was thinking about last week, and it's driving me crazy. But the feeling of being the one who was thinking about it is the product of the selfing. Yeah? So it will get you if you're ignorant of it, and it will get you if you know it. Yeah? Because there'll still be the feeling of you knowing it. That's the sense of, that's the product of selfing. The selfing is just assuming that, inferring that, implying that, and then you hear someone share, and it's worked. The person is now speaking from that. Yeah? It happens all the time. So then I go, okay, no, that isn't it. You know, Why don't you just listen to some more talks, some more to the meetings, stuff like that. So now they get a little bit more. They see more of the selfing. Fourth, they thought it was, all right, I'm doing it, or it's being done to me. That's usually the two takes. Yeah, I'm, I've been selfing all day, or the selfing's been driving me crazy all day. Both of them yeah, goes one direction or the other, but it's the same product. Yeah? The feeling of being the one who's driven crazy or the feeling of being the one who's driving, doing the driving crazy. Yes? That's the product. Okay, so you get aware of that. What happens? The seeming noun is source is seen as an activity, a verb of mind, a mental process. Okay, what happens in this? There's a lot of freedom in all the space around this. As soon as this comes up, it becomes like a right angle. Now everything's happening to you or coming from you. Yes? So the circular, the way of life, the way it flows, is now just been geometric. You put a, a geometric system over it, and now everything is being seen as it's happening to me or I'm doing it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, This is the joy, because what happens is the selfing, if you take it back, let's say with me, when it first started to occur, I went through like six examples of it, six like revelations of it. Yeah? I realized the first one I went to a talk like this, I shared with it to the lady, I said, hey, I've been, I came in here, and I was observing the mental states, but I thought what was observing the mental states was me. But now I realize that that was a mental state. <laughs> yeah, so That's what's happening most of the time. So there's the feeling that it's you that's witnessing the selfing, but that's a, with the sense of you as a mental state. 
That's claimed the seeing of this other mental state. This is what it does. It claims everything it comes in contact with. So if, if it's figured out here, it just moves to another segment. Oh, I'm seeing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for a while, very comfortably, it was looking from here. Suddenly it hears a message or it runs into a book. Uh-oh. Oh, and it just co it just regroups, remorse. Oh, I'm seeing that. <laughs> and then it went, so I was going, and then another thing I saw, man, I'm getting really, really clearer. I'm seeing a lot of mental, emotional, physical states. Bing! No, that was a mental state. <laughs> and then I realized, all you're going to, life can only stop at a mental state. It, it flows in being. There's no stopping. It never hits a point. It never hits a wall. It never hits the noun. It's just a flow, yeah? So anytime there's a feeling that, oh, I got it, or I'm having it, or I'm seeing it, that's a wall that's been put up. You've now defined the infinite space and made it a special somewhere. And maybe in that special somewhere, you want to have lots of experience of the universal everywhere. But that's knowing it. That's not being it. It's a whole different sense to be it. If you're being it, you wake up at a stranger's house, you know what I mean? You do whatever's going on, you wash, you shower, and it's just the way it happens. You're flexible. It's not like, whoa, you know? You roll with the punches in a way, with no effort or thought. It's just a byproduct, yeah? And then by the fruit, by the examples, in maybe very small ones all day or big ones, it verifies the tree by the fruit. You know a good tree can't bring forth bad fruit, and a bad tree can't bring forth good fruit. You start to seeing a lot of good fruit strewn around your little life, and you know it's not coming from you. So you realize, oh, thank you. You have gratitude. There's, a, there's an honoring of that which you can never see, hear, feel, taste, or touch, but it can be intimated here greatly, strongly. Yeah? It can be strongly intimated because its handwriting, its signature, its fingerprints is on everything. And we're not noticing it. Yeah? When you start noticing it, then that stuff like wonder and awe that you used to have much more access to when you were a kid comes flooding back in. Yeah? You're not struggling to be in the moment because there's a co very clear realization you can't be out of the moment. Yeah? All this starts just happening. And maybe it feels strange for a while, but then it, it just you get it just happens, gets used more and more familiar, and then there's the new norm in a way, just like you, the mind adapted to that old way of being partitioned, and Wednesday's more important than whatever day I'm in, and Saturday's way more important than whatever day. All that just gets blurred, and then you realize all oh, it has been one giant living color. There's no, the mind has put all these little segments and this and that and building hierarchies and all like that. It's just, it's none of that so. It's just seemingly so to what is so. And therefore, it can seemingly not be so quite easily to what is so. Yeah? If it was somehow you had to go somewhere else to get it, then you may, maybe there would be a possibility of it never occurring for you. You may have gotten to the cave in the Himalayas, and the guy may have been dead by the time you got there. Oh, you blew your chance, you know? Oh, I would have been so great if I was alive with Ramana Harshi. Oh, well, sorry, he passed away. <laughs> 1950. Yeah? Or Osho, 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 but he's gone. Yeah. And seemingly. You know what I mean? But this has nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with it. You find it right where you are, in whatever condition you seem to be in, because whatever condition can only seem to be. What's so is never uprooted or affected or deterred or, sh 
or shaped by what's not so. What's ever seemingly so has no effect on what's so. What's so is what's affecting it. It's either giving it a meaning that it seems so, or it doesn't, it isn't, it isn't. And it can shift dramatically in one day, in one second. You can feel like you're in a real world, and the next second, you're not in the real world. A whole new abstract event occurs. If it was real, it would have taken some time to change it, yeah? But because it's just an appearance, it can disappear like that. Why do you see people talk about sudden awakening? The only way you could suddenly awaken is unless you were awakened already. <laughs> how would, how could you suddenly awake out of 40 years of a fucking detailed, <coughs> pictorially verified, you know, memorally remembered life to have it dismissed like that immediately? It shows you a very strong sense of its non-reality because it can disappear like that. I had it once in an operation. I had to go in for my leg for a local operation. So they built a little wall here so they could work there so I wouldn't be looking at it, yeah? Cause, and they froze the leg. But you could hear what they were doing <coughs> in it, yeah? But you wouldn't feel it, but you could hear it. You could hear, they had these rod, They had to take these rods out and stuff. So I was laying there, and of course all their attention was on my leg, and there was these giant, like, steel like, bowls with the lights in them. So they like tons of light. And I was looking up in that bowl, and suddenly... This incredible sweetness came over me. It's indescribable. Let's just say uh, it was the greatest sense of well-being that I had ever felt. It was totally embodied. And, and I was laying there. And of course, no one was noticing what was going on. You know, you know what I mean? Hey, sh- I'm having one of those, you know, there's an epiphany occurring. Come join me. Whatever. None of that was going on. They were just doing their thing. And I sat there. And when it sort of subsided a little bit, what came over me was, if I had to go through whatever I've gone through these last how many years, it would have been worth it, just for this nanosecond. I mean, the value of that override all the value that my mental process had tried to mine in 30 years of life, 36 years. In one nanosecond, all of that false value was washed away by the, the appearance of a real value. That has a, a profound impact in the mind that's entertaining both. Yeah. It may lead it to realize, hey, I'm tired of entertaining this so seriously. Let's take it much more lightly and then just rest in this. Yeah. Why not? And maybe we'll play it out that it'll take time for that. But it's like they say in the course, you know, we're dreaming this dream. We're going to dream ourselves out of it. And while, as we're dreaming ourselves out of it, the dream's going to get happier. What nicer, like, it's the most comforting statement I feel of all time to me. You know, it's not saying, fuck the dream, there is no dream, this and that. It's, it's, giving, it's giving room for the dream to be what it is, which is a dream, an event, dreaming, yeah? And it says, mind is going to use the dreaming, because it's the dreamer, yeah? And it's going to, it's like the dreamer is going to translate its freedom through the dream. And it's going to look like it's going to be dreaming itself out of it. And as it's dreaming itself out of the dream, obviously the dream will get happier. Yeah? Because it's the mind that's making it happier. Yeah? Not the dream. There isn't anything called the dream. It's the dreaming of mind. So now the mind's dreaming is shifting. And then you and I 
are the ex the uh, expression of it. That's what this is, isn't it? This is just an expression. If it's it's either expression a mental process called selfing, which put puts you in a point of seeking and needing and claiming and vindictiveness and a lot of other things, yeah? Or it's being used to express a, a more abstract or more or another aspect of mind called centeredness. Not self-centeredness, but centeredness. And I've had an event, I've had senses where there's different modalities that have been plugged in to, and the ones I ran into, there's no, cent, there's no self in them at all. They're not self-centered. They don't even take self into consideration. It's just a crazy aberration. It's a crazy freaking idea that we're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. There's a lot of aspects of mind that have nothing to do with it. And when you get downloads from there, it has nothing to do with any... It doesn't refer to a self. It is not there to make the self better. It's not nothing to do with self. Self is totally irrelevant. Yeah? And yet, what you are and what you seem to be benefit from that. And for me, I saw... What I was happening in the selfing was the mind that was expressing here was enslaved to that idea of being a self. And the enslavement in my case caused this desire to get out of it or be free from it. But I could not get out of the system through the system. So I was trying to get free as it, yeah, which was an even a higher form of slavery. And that was really, really disillusioning. But thank God it came with the relief because it could have crushed you if you would have got it because I couldn't believe it. Like when I had a, one time I did LSD and I was in, got arrested. It was a trippy thing. I wasn't doing anything one night. This guy came, my girlfriend came back from uh, Mexico and she had one of those worms in the tequila. So of course I was just, you know, loitering basically. And I didn't know what to do. It was a lot of hours in the Tuesday night. I said, sure, let's just, we just start drinking. And my friend came over with some liquid acid, and I uh, and he and no one the other two people at the house didn't want to do it. I said, oh yeah, sure. So I put my finger in it and licked it, and I didn't think I got enough, so I put my finger in again, lick it, and then I realized I did too much, but I you know I couldn't abort the mission. You know what I mean? I did the the LSD, the chemistry was in my body, so I just said buckle up, and it didn't work. I got arrested that night outside, running around this trailer park with a boner. You know, yeah, and I got pulled in. I I don't remember, but my girlfriend saw it out the window. And they took me to jail, and I was sitting in. I was sitting like like a monkey. And they had me in a cell myself, and everything was paisley green and moving. And I was all bloody because they beat me up. The cops, you know, they dragged me over the gravel, and I was pissing too, you know, like an animal. And then I something hit me, and I realized, Jesus, I'm like I'm God. And I, I've made boredom, and it's going to be boring it eternally. And I felt it like it was going to be boredom, eternal boredom. And it was such a demoralizing hit. <laughs> I was looking in the little window, and people were going by, and at first they looked like inter, intergalactic like troopers, and then they were highway patrolmen, and then I realized I'm in jail, and then this fucking movie started again. <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but it just reminded me of it, you know, taking that stuff. And so the state of wanting to get out of what I can't be in was unbelievable. Years and years and years, I believed I could transcend the situation I was in. I used drinking and using. I used spirituality. 
I tried every freaking vehicle I could find that would catapult me out of here, but as me. I didn't realize it was the idea of me that was the anchor to the imaginary place. I had no freaking idea. I had no idea that my being anchored in it was giving the place the reality it had. Yeah? Why it looked so convincing is because I was convinced. It was like a, it was like you would think that you could see it so easily, but I had no clue. None whatsoever. And I practiced Buddhism, and I meditated like 13 hours a day, went on retreats in Thailand and places, went to see all this stuff. And then uh, this, I heard this message, and something was like an unspoken yet, yes. And then I realized I can't get out of an imaginary place. All the efforting to get out was a bigger form of being in. You know what I mean? My trying to get out of it was giving it the meaning of being real. Blew my mind. And then I realized, I remember when I came into AA, I got overwhelmed by situations when I was nine. My mother, my father, and my grandmother, who lived with us, died. And they were very, you know, they were the objects of love for me. And then suddenly my love was sticking out with no objects to hit. And it was felt really strange. And I sucked up into my head as defense, basically. And then the rest of my life from there on was to make what I thought that was so real unreal. Yeah? I didn't want to feel anything unless I had a feeling in place. So I kept getting loaded all the time. I didn't want to get snuck up by by a feeling. Yeah? I don't want to fall in love. It could be too painful. I'm just going to stay loaded. And then after years of that, I came in AA and I realized, geez, I'm just going to let all this stuff finally land. You know? I'm going to take responsibility for all the shenanigans, everything. And when I let it be as real as it wanted to be, it showed me that it was unreal. It was when I was making it unreal, it was as real as it could be. I couldn't freaking believe it. I was looking in the exact wrong direction all the time. All I needed was a simple correction. I didn't have to take one step. I just had to move. I just had to be turned another way. I didn't have to take one step away or towards. I just had to go... Look that way. That's all I had to do. And then from there, I've just been staring into that wind tunnel ever since. And it's just entertaining it. And and then you see, you find out about the expression as it goes by. Basically. (laughs) So now, what's real is left to be real. Yeah? And what's unreal is seen to be unreal. And it's really a nice clarity because you get to see red as red and blue as blue. There's no confusion whatsoever anymore about all those metaphysical ideas or things. Not one bit. Yeah. It's like clear sailing. <laughs> what more do you want? You know. So. <laughs> And there's no way I could have ever thought of it. No way. No fucking way. I mean, I would have if I could have. But my thought system is very severely limited. It can't think outside the box that it's in. There's no way. Yeah? So, and you and I, we've all gone over every inch of self-centeredness. We've tried all of its possibilities and followed some of its formulas to be happy, joyous, and free. And basically, it's a failed system. Yeah? And its nature is to fail, and it will keep failing. It doesn't matter if you clean it up with spirituality or, or books or everything. It's still going to fail you, in a sense. What you know won't translate into being. Yeah? 
because your being has already been co-opted. It's been called, it's been given a name and a form, Paul and a body. Yeah. Now, it can be like something, but if the being is in place. You are this Paul, the name's been given, and the form is in place. Yeah. And all the mind's doing is giving name and form to everything else. And then in giving name and form to everything, you don't see its true nature, which is empty. And you don't see this true nature, which is empty. Empty of being a thing. Yeah? It may be thing-like, but it's not a thing. So it just corrects it that way. And there's no advanced groups or anything. People may think that. There's none of that. It's just entertaining, which you're doing anyway. Your mind's constantly entertaining. You could be entertaining what's going to happen to you next Wednesday. That's what most of the entertaining is being used for, that it's been co-opted by the self thing. It's entertaining things in time. But your entertaining ability, there's no vigilance concerning that. You don't have to take a new workout to learn how to entertain. We're entertaining like crazy. Just change the topic, you know. Just entertain another possibility. That's all we say entertaining in the message. You know, entertain a possibility. Here's the possibility. Hey, you may not be that. Yeah. And if you're not that, that's that. And then you'll find out what you are. Yeah? Through the living. Which to me is the highest form of knowledge. That leads you to certainty. Yeah? It actually does, in a way, the certainty is already there, and it gets expressed as certainty here. Yeah? What's so is completely so, but man, in this place, it will appear to be more so. <laughs> yeah, because there's time that it can seem not to be so, and there's time that it can seem to be more so. That's the joy. Yeah? You get to see it in people's faces. I see it in people's recovery. They, you can see the parasite in their face. Their face is hardened. Their eyes are like rabid. Yeah? And then they just a few months of stumbling and bumbling, going to meetings. Not, they're thinking nothing's changing at all. But you see the change in them. You see it. The thing's getting lessened and they're chilled out a little more. And that incredible anger that they have no idea that they're angry, but they're extremely angry, gets sort of... <coughs> watered down and stuff like that and you just see the process of the mind changing and you see it by the fruit which is the expression you know you see it in the eyes and the face stuff like that then if they go out that in one night the parasite is the takeover is completely in one day like that they look like the rabbit wolf again you know they're asking for money or they want to buy or borrow your car and you know, hey, I know I love you, bro, but then I can't do that because the car will be missing. I know it because I've done it for in the past. Yeah, it's not because of you; it's because of the parasite. I know what it where it's going to take you. Yeah, because it took me there. Yeah. So you see, how could we all have all these people who have alcoholism? How could they demonstrate the same characteristics if they're so uniquely different? Because they've been taken over by a parasite that has a limited set of characteristics. You have to see everything is yelling at us about the foreignness of what we're taking to be so. Yeah? People are demonstrating the same attributes. In front, and they all come from self-centeredness. Every human is, is framed to look at life as it's happening to them. Every freaking one of us. Yeah? And yet, in that sense, the selfing blossoms this unique, special, I have only four petal flower and you have five. It's all baloney. It's all a disguise this re because if you if you want to be free, you have to see what you're not. You cannot keep trying to be free as that. It's a form of slavery. 
It's not going to work, first of all. And it's a form of slavery. You'll be waiting to get it. You'll be waiting to get it. You'll be mad that you didn't get it. You'll be envious of people you think have it. All like this. It'll just go on and on. It was just like you're moving up the spiritual ladder like someone would move up the corporate ladder. You know? You want to get into the inner circle. Then you think it's really going to be great if I just go to lunch with the teacher. You know? You know? You think the teacher's so great, go to the bathroom after they went to the bathroom. Smells like everybody else. They get, they get freaking pissed off and frustrated. How can they be frustrated if they're free? It's not them that's frustrated. This is a living act, action figure. Yeah? It has its own characteristics, predilections. Yeah? This doesn't have to be changed, but it, it's really nice if it's not seen to be you. Yeah. And then, amazingly, it changes quite a lot. When your intention to try to change it so much it is met with a huge amount of resistance, when you give up, it seems to sort of develop its own little qualities again. Like it's intuitive, it knows, yeah. yeah. The body is, is another vehicle for intelligence. The intelligence isn't just here. The body has a lot of expressions of intelligence. And true, an old masters, Ramana Maharshi and others, they call the heart as the brain, is the biggest thing. The heart, not located in the physicality, but right there. That's the center of us. Not this. That is. That's the real intelligence here. So if the brain moves to the heart, then it may be a servant. If it stays up here, it takes itself to be the master. And then you be the, you're enslaved. You're enslaved. Was this advanced enough for you? No. <laughs> it's the same saying. You don't need to go anywhere else. Let, when this dawns on you, the rest of your life is going to play itself out. Yeah? You, you don't need to speed it up or rev it up or turbocharge it up. Yeah? It's inevitably going back to the ocean. Sometimes the greatest like streams are meandering. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Just go around, it's beautiful, produce tons of vistas and beautiful landscapes. If it just went straight, it would be like a canal. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's running over different rocks, different sounds, yeah. Yeah. All all's leading to the ocean. I only have a certain amount of time to make it. No, you don't. You're all there is. <laughs> What's the rush? What's the rush to rush into all being all there is when you're all there is? Maybe it's enjoying the hell out of seeming like it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you to start paddling faster? <laughs> There's a current already. <laughs> Just entertain the possibility. I've been entertaining it for years. It hasn't changed. I... Less and less stuff is matters, you know. But I honor it and I entertain it, and I, you know, I don't let it get co-opted much. Like with the talks or with the meetings, the meetings are very disorganized. There's no fucking plan to advance. We have no business plan. We're actually anti any of that. You just show up, share it, and let's see what it does. I have faith in mine, man. 
I don't, I don't think you need a 28-day freaking program having it beaten over your head. I think it gets to a point of beating, it's like beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an invitation, not a dissertation. It's like a reminder. It's not what's, it's not producing what needs to be reminded. It's a reminder. Yeah, that's already in place. If it wouldn't, if it wasn't, I wouldn't be doing a service by sharing it. You would just use it for another way of beating yourself up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is just an invitation. You already have an aha already, most of our lives. Let's watch it plan it play itself out. And maybe you know, maybe have gratitude every once and say thank you, that's more than enough. Instead of constantly wanting more. Yeah. Maybe your system wouldn't handle more bliss or more clarity. Maybe it's a very loving a dispensing, so to speak. Yeah? Maybe you've had a big rush of it all at once you'd be in an insane asylum tomorrow because that frame would flip out. It wouldn't be able to adapt quick enough to, to fit it in. Yeah, It would crack the frame open. <coughs> Look at the soothing compassion that's available, too. Things are going quite well. Yeah. In one minute, one second, maybe it will be the last second that you're alive. It's an eternity. You know? It's an eternity. And in that sense of uh, timelessness, there is no meaning to longing or that you missed out or if I wish I would have been there earlier. None of that has any any reality whatsoever in timelessness. Yeah? It's all here. You know, no one's missed out. You know, you're not in the back of the bus. Yeah, you did. You, you know, there aren't people in first class and you're in the economy. The plane gets there at the same time, <laughs> wherever you're on it. Yeah, it's like Ramana Maharshi says. There's the guy with the big bundle on his head. He gets to the train and he's in the train and he's still holding the bundle on his head. The train should signify, put the thing down. <laughs> you're, you're you're being moved already. <laughs> you don't have to hold the thing on your head anymore. Yeah, it's it's that simplicity. That's what works. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's the advanced level. <laughs> Come back next week for the super advanced level. It can be bought with a meager subscription of five ninety nine a month, and I promise you, in twelve months, you'll be down about sixty bucks. <laughs> well, maybe seventy two. I think. But if you're fast, it'll only be sixty. You may you may graduate before the year is out. Which will de- demonstrate to yourself and everyone that you're very advanced. Yes, we are, we all realize that. So. <laughs> I just love it. Don't you love this event? I just love this possibility that we're entertaining. Paul, can I ask a question? Yeah. yeah. Um, so you talk about the body as being uh, an action figure. Yeah. That's being. Uh, done or whatever. How do you hold the body? Is it a real thing or you, you view it as an unreal thing? I don't view it much of that as anything really right now. It's just there. Seems to be. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to take care of it. Yeah. Because there's certain things I like to do that the body needs to be in certain shape to do. So there's an agenda there. Do I have the agenda? No. But there's a predilection that way. Because I like to surf. 
and stuff. So, so it's not an illusion, is it? You know, it's, it's, it's real. I mean, you can feel it. I mean, I may not be it, but it is there, right? No? Find out. Yeah. If you feel it's real, take it to be real. Take I mean, good care you, of it. you take care of your body as if yeah. it's real, right? Yeah. Yeah. You I think that's a good it. approach. Yeah. <laughs> take it, uh, take your, take care of your body as if it was real. Yeah. And you do the same thing, don't you? I don't, but it, that's what happens, yeah. But I don't do it. Oh, I see. see that's the difference, see? <laughs> the little addition at the end of all doing is that you're the doer. That That's not added on anymore. There's just doing, yeah? I don't think there's any, there's any, none of the actions are issuing from a personal subject, yes? It's just happening. That's where the freedom is. This isn't changing my behavior. It's really I'm not the one who's behaving. And then the behavior changes. It gets more appropriate. Yeah? When it was me, then I would want, I don't want it to be me. So then I try to change the behavior, which just morphs it into another freaking behavior. Yeah? On and on and on and on and on. The first, it's the first step that sets the course of the journey. Yeah? It's the first view in the Eightfold Noble Path that says right view. And I think the right view in Buddhism terminology would be anatta or non-self. So that's the right view. And then they have seven things that can occur in life, like livelihood, understanding, meditation. So they go right view, right livelihood, right understanding, right meditation, this and that. What happens is people framed in selfing only see things to, to be approached. So they look at it as a formula of doing and having. So they don't go at the, they don't start really at the right view. They think right meditation. If they do what they if they do meditation the way they think they should do it, which is all them playing God, they say, well, if I do right meditation and I have the right type of job and I have the right understanding, that will lead to the right view. Not necessarily. The right view sets up the migration of the right to everything else. So the right view that there is no long-lasting, independent, separate entity now makes almost whatever you're doing the right livelihood. Yeah? A total lack of understanding can be the right understanding. Yeah? Not meditating at all could be the right meditation. Yeah? Because now you feel meditated all the time. So what's the point? Yeah, of trying to meditate on what's being meditated. <laughs> it sort of seems crazy, yeah? But a lot of times, the way we see it, I have to do this and this and this to get there, but in a sense, the right view says you're already there, and then, and then this and this and this may occur, which is a total different thing. One is using like a stepping stone to get somewhere, the other is like a platform of expression. You don't see that it's a huge difference, yeah? One is like, that's what happens with people with saints. They see a saint, and they go, and then saint acts a certain way, and they say, okay, if I act like the saint, I'll be calm, I'll get to where he is. But he's only acting that way because of where he is. Yeah, It's an expression. It's not a, 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 a ladder to get to where he is. It's an expression of where he is. And it can be changed. The next person can have a totally different expression, but be resting in the same no place. Yeah, Which one are you going to choose? And if you think it's going to take you there, you're probably going to be sorely mistaken. Because it's not completing the journey, it's the absence of the journeyer. And your absence as a journeyer is absolute. You're not here. 
It's not like you were here and then you got rubbed out by a lot of practicing. And then if you don't, if you're not vigilant, it'll come back. It's like a stain, you know. You went out, oh, I got rid of it. But then, oh, it's back again. And like this, you know. That fear always all hanging over your peace. Oh, I could lose the peace if I didn't do what I do to bring the peace about. You're relevant again. Yeah? It's always you. Selfing is always writing itself into the story. Every second, it'll squeeze it in. Even if it's like a footnote. You see, I was there. <laughs> it's just persistent. It wants to have some relevance. Yeah? I can block everything off. And then, okay, I'm going to comply with maybe the wish to know God. All right, let's try it. Let's go ahead. Let's, let me get an understanding. And I'll, I'll sit still for a while, even though I think it's stupid. Yes, and I'm moving towards that. Yeah? That's selfing completely. The holy instant. It's written right in the Course of Miracles. It's probably written in quite a number of places, but I was before I came here, I knew it was the Course of Miracles, so I looked at it for a little bit, for like maybe 10 seconds, and I saw this one page, because I just remember the ones that had impacts on me, and because that has value. There's a lot of feeling there. And, but this one's pretty nice, and it was talking about the holy instant, and it was talking about, all right, what's the biggest deterrence or impediment to people enjoying the holy instant, which is this, obviously. No. And it says, it's their belief they don't deserve it. And how is it, and then he says in a very beautiful way, how that's going to demonstrate that belief you don't deserve it is believing you have to be prepared for it. See, that's the tricky one. He's saying... You're not going to see it as a feeling that you don't deserve it. You're going to how it's going to be translated in selfing is that I have to prepare for it. Yeah. In other words, I've got to get more ready for what, for what you can ever be ready for. Yeah. It's so beautiful statement because it shows the twist of selfing beautifully. You can expand on that little way where all right, the real thing is a guilt that you don't deserve it. Yes, which is the basis of Course in Miracles, is that guilt. <laughs> the guilt that produces the separation to make it seem to be so. Because we believe we separated from God. Yeah? And that's an unbearable belief. To believe that you would separate, and you have all those ideas that it's all loving and perfect, that you, you separated from that is unbearable to live with, deep down, on the aspect of mind. And therefore, it's trying to throw that guilt off constantly. I'll give you an example of my experience with that when I was a kid. I was six years old. I had a father. We played games. He played baseball with me and stuff. And then my mother took me to the side and said, you know, dad's not going to be able to play with you much anymore. You know, because he's really ill. And he was. And then they brought the family doctor, Dr. Jan Quinto, and he talked to me. And my, you know, my grandmother explained it to me. And it was all very clear yeah, he's not going to, can't play with you, Paul, because he's sick. But the way I translated it was, I must have done something wrong to make my mom, father not to want to play with me. That's the guilt of self-centeredness. That's the guilt of the Course in Miracles. Yeah? You believe that you've separated yourself from this thing you're now trying to get to. Get back to, yeah? Yet, you're totally forbidden to arrive there. Because the investment in the guilt is the fucking flesh and blood of the selfing. It has no intention of being of giving up that guilt. It wants to dump it on others and get some a relief from it. But the, the 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 nuclear center of that guilt isn't going to be addressed. Yeah, because there you never left that possibility. Yeah, it's an insane idea that's gathered some fucking strength by being entertained. Yeah. 
But like it says, and of course, in the mind of God, this is like it. He may have entertained this possibility of being separate for a nanosecond. And he's, the mind of God has totally forgotten this. But this is like we're living in this little time loop. This little shred of mentality is just keep on looping. I, I separated from God. What am I going to do with this guilt? Dump it on others. Dump, you know, dump it on self. Does it work? Hating, self-hating, and this and that, on and on. You see it? And then that's going to be the, the, the one who's ruddering your boat back to the source. Of course it's not going to be a... The last place it wants to find is that, because it's in it already. Yeah, it just doesn't want to admit it. It truly believes that it did something wrong. I saw it with me. The biggest hook that I got released from was my own hook. I believed I had this one thing I did when I was out there, seemingly. I was uh, doing drugs, and I got run over by the car. And so for years, when I'd be doing drugs, I'd have no money. I'd go to a lot of dealers. I said, when I get the settlement for the accident, I'll pay you back. You know, it's an old line. So I did this. And while I was doing seemingly all these bad things, the thing I used as a mental bomb for all the shitty stuff I was doing was, when I get the money, I'm going to give my mother some of the money. Yeah? I'm going to throw my mother at least $5,000. So I just kind of thought I was going to get a big settlement, but I didn't. And it was like $35,000. And they knew who what I was doing, so they wouldn't give it to me at once. So I had a flight in New York, and they gave me the first check of like $10,000. And I bought like five ounces of cocaine. Yeah? And I was driving out to Long Island to the Hamptons, which is our holiday area. And my mother lives in Long Island. And I drove right by my mother's town, and I had no intention of turning in and giving her any money. Now... I cannot be convinced in any men- I cannot be freed in any mental court for that. Yeah, I've been convicted, tried, sentenced. There's no possibility of parole or probation. The only place is an atonement. The only place I could have freedom from some of all of this behavior is when that was taken from the courts of mind, the mental processes, and put to the court of light. Yeah. Like when someone lady was talking about, yes, they forgiveness, but the forgiveness is just a media, is a, 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 a mediary step in the course. It's atonement. It's realizing nothing ever happened. So there's no one or no one who needs forgiveness. To realize there is no separation is the only solution to separation. It's not less separated, you know what I mean? Or more closer to the union. No. The realization there is no separation is the only solution that's worth its salt. Yeah? And you'll know it by its results in your life when it's entertained. When the grace floods in with that possibility and starts solidifying, you'll travel lighter. And you'll be available and you'll be of service and you'll have a sense of presence instead of that mental preoccupation. What was taken seriously will be just... uh, Comedy skits, really. My head is fucking unbelievably hilarious how insane it is. Yeah? It's incredibly insane. All day. Before I took it seriously. And what the hell that was. <laughs> now it's just humor. Yeah? It's incredible. Its point of view is really insane. Yeah. It really is. Everyone's out to get me or something like this. It's just, it's played the same loops. It's only got maybe five major loops. And then all it does is changes particulars in the loop. So if it isn't Barbara you're mad at, it's Sue. But it's the same thing you're mad at, you know. But you think it's different because it's another person. It's fucking unbelievable. It's like running around the same track 
over and over again. But what happens is the mental process changes the scenery every once in a while. So it looks like, oh, I'm on a new trail here. <laughs> but you're in a form of slavery. You're in a loop of time, not going anywhere. <laughs> Believing in progress, not progressing anywhere. <laughs> it's like the... It's like a form of slavery. Your head is enslaved to this idea of being a self. And it never happened. It's impossible. Yeah. What you are can never forget what it is by being identified with what it is. It's only a fucking a mental image, an aberration, an illusion. Yeah. It can only appear in time. It has no influence on timelessness. It hasn't changed one iota the state of mind. It just appears to be doing things. Yeah. There's a commotion in the sky. The sky doesn't get disturbed, is it? No. Eight planes rushing and firing at each other. The sky is still the sky. After all, every, every, everything's said and done, nothing's actually happened. Sky is never scarred or tattooed or affected one bit. That aspect is available with you. Your mind is sky-like. Rest there. If you rest in selfing, you're agitated. If you rest there, it's called abidance and truth. It's the same energy, it's just where it's placed, you know. You can't find stillness with activity. That would be activity. You can't use agitation to find calmness. It will agitate the calmness. Yeah. Judy got it. <laughs> Rest on, Judy. Beautiful. That's the best receiver of the message. It's the best way is osmosis. You sit here and rest in. Mm. So, yeah, that's it, I think. Eh? This is a very calm one. Last night it was a workout. Mm-hmm. And I didn't leave, so I was there for six hours or something. And oof, just right out. I can't, I can't go those 15 rounds anymore. i got to go escape for a little while. Too many fake punches are being thrown. You get tired after a while. Want to get the sword out and cut people's heads off? <laughs> but I just thank God I'm restrained. <laughs> First, I could this head would go, and then all your heads would go. I'm not exempt. This head goes too. You know? Yeah, so I'm like, whoosh, no, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> but there'd be a smile on mine, knowing. It was <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sort of goes along with what Darius was asking about the body. Sometimes I'm puzzled by the um, degree of nostalgia there is around this, if you call it an action figure. And I'm wondering, does that come from? Is the mental process is that just part of what the mental process? Yeah, does? for sure. The nostalgia. For sure, that's how it proves you're, you're here by proving you were there. Well, yes. It I can't mean, prove you're here. By here. Right. It I uses here to produce there and then. And by thinking about you in the past and events, that's nostalgia, one, one sample of it, yeah? Well, You're reminded of being that. 
I, I, I see that. I like that, that point that you, you make about the here is you see yourself in the past or future, but a new butt was coming. So, yeah, the butt is no, the butt is the love. Where the feeling of oh, you know, um, affect, affection. Not what's not say nostalgia. Let's say affection. What's wrong of, with affection? But where does that is that coming from? Mind, would you say, or is it coming from the mental process? Yes. From the mental process. Yeah. Well, if it's being remembered, where else is it coming from? Uh, But there have been many, many events that had that flavor, that beautiful flavor, that was the lasting mind by the mental process. That's what it wasn't looking for, yet it still seeps out in the memory. So you feel the love. Like I feel like sometimes I go on trips, like Toronto, do the talks there, yeah? For years now. So when I arrived there and I saw some of the regulars, a huge amount of love came over me almost like the essence of all the other times I was there, yeah? Now, that was mined, not by the mental process. That The mental process would overlook that little bit of jewelry, but they were still available. So I got the feeling, so I'd hug the person, and I'd start laughing a lot, and someone start crying, because of uh, the events, the energy of the events that we had participated in holding the space in. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some good awe in all of that. Yeah? Like... Yeah. So in a way, it's a mis- it's like a misunderstanding of that. Um... Well, the, the nostalgia is taking... Let's say the quality of love, even if it's mm-hmm. thrown in the past, is radioactive. It has a huge shelf life. So it can still pulsate now when it's remembered. Yeah, The whole part is if it's... The idea is the selfing is using that to get a reflection of it as a, as you. Yeah? That's all it's doing with memory. It's right now, right. thinking about you in the past is like a mirror now so that it can see its own image. Now. The whole point is now. You're not remembering the past for that. You're, there's no feeling of remembering happening there. It's now. Right. Yeah. So what's going on? There's some beautiful things there, but just watch out that there's, not a, there's a claiming that it was you that was there. Yeah. I would sift out the really nice stuff, but don't don't let it accumulate to its you know it's like equal marks and that's Paul yeah right. change the yeah don't let it see its mathematics is based on a primary number one right. <laughs> have the same mathematics but use the primary number zero so then you'll mine out the stuff that was the feeling of love or this and that like a lot of times it's called in shamanism recapitulation yeah so you go. The memories, there's a lot of energy stored in those events. And so the, the mind itself can mine the energy, which is incredibly valuable, and then and, and, and give up the, the minutiae. The selfing wants to get the minutiae and use it to sort of build a story. Yeah? In other words, what we're, it, its idea of gold isn't the gold of mind. It's, a, some, it's like another alloy, yeah? but it ain't gold. It's looking for there in the same mind. Yeah? So when, let's say if I go to the beach, on the way to the beach, on the way to the airport, I, we drove the beach route in my, my area. And the waves were really just like they were the day before. And I was looking at them, and it was so beautiful. There was a lot of recapitulation of the sense of joy that I've had over the years in the water. 
And so an aspect of mind was mining it by looking at that image of the those guys surfing. It was mining the sense of surfing for years. It was an incredible move, you know. Brought a lot of nice feeling and this and that going on. See, that's the mind going over what you call the past, retrieving its own energy. Yeah, yeah. You're, you, it's retrieving the energy yeah. that has been bottled up there by all your freaking stories and memories. It's breaking the memory and getting the real essence, which is the energy of presence, because there's no difference between the past, the future, and now, right? There is no linear world of time, yeah? But there's, the energy has been sort of co-opted or usurped by the selfing. Oh, that makes so much And it's made in it. And you're going back there and getting the energy that was bottled up and freeing it so that it can be available to you now so that you'll sense it as presence. Because that's the, that's the juice of life. Mm-hmm. And the juice of life has been bottled and stored by the selfing. So you almost feel like you're bereft now. So you have to live on memories and on hopes. Yeah? Most people, are, what they're missing in their life is themselves. Not as a you, but what you represent. The energy, this has become a storage unit, this event. It's just being stored in the past, and it's also being stored in the future, and it's being remembered. It's like you're going over your old pictures, future and past, to remember you now. That's what selfing's doing. Now, the mind sees more of different information in there. It's going to retrieve all that essence of presence in a way that's been bottled so that you can drink it now. So it's refreshing. Yeah? So you get some sense of buoyancy. Not by, oh, I was buoyant then or the hopes I will be buoyant when I go to that retreat. No. You feel the buoyancy now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, living from this divine transmission all the time, this system, if we've been living another way, the system isn't used to that. Mm. So, um, so that it's a very light feeling. Um, What are different ways of grounding that? Oh, well, for me, usually after the talks, I got to eat. Big time. And sometimes it's good to watch a movie or something. I found ways myself. But sometimes I get out there too far. Yeah. And then, the, and then it's no, it's just like I'm in a place where uh, the event, the interchange is still going on, and I need to be out of there. So then I can just eat something or look at Yankee blog or something very mundane. Sort of roots me back here. Yeah, that helps me a lot. So we all have to find our ways. Yeah, you find what works for you. You know, food is really good. Yeah. It is for me. When we ate last night, it was great. At the lady's house. Oh, I was really in need of it because I was. The energy was spiraling, like out. So, yeah. It was good. So as soon as I ate a couple of bites, yeah, you became manageable. So what's happening is you're coming more into the body. The food is helping. Yeah, it's drawing the, the the necessary attention to the body back, so that the body can go on. Yeah, you can't. The attention, the body needs to be attended to. 
I mean, it's being enlivened in a way. Though it's an apparition, but mind is enlivening it. If the mind goes, the body is going to be is going to be left high and dry. It can't fend for itself. It's not the source of its own energy. Yeah, <laughs> got to be careful because if you know the energy may want to go out, and yet it's not in a sense time to go. And then if, let's say if it gets. Uh, it gets abused long enough, things can happen. You can have a nervous breakdown. Yeah? You're, uh, you know? things. It's like, let's say if you were, a, if you had a 100-watt bulb and then you're putting 200 watts through it, the 100-watt bulb needs to be turned off to keep able to handle the 200 watts. If it's 200 watts for too long, the, watt, the bulb's going to break. Yeah? And then it's, gonna, it's difficult to, you know, uh, glue back a bulb. Sometimes, yeah. Now you're just live wires. Yeah? Yeah. In old Zen, a lot of the Zen people that used to share used to have trouble with their stomachs. That's what happened with me when I was first doing these things. My stomach, or whatever was going off on my system, after the talk, it would be amplified. I mean, the stomach would be going crazy, or whatever, the sinuses, or the heart... And it goes on and on like that. So you gotta, you know, you learn what you need to do and what you don't need to do. Very yeah. Imagine different bodies need different things. And yeah, exactly. You play with yeah. Work. Yeah, you gotta find yeah. out. Yeah. You know, some people do a, they do a. I don't want to give my secret. How it's gonna work. Yeah, you gotta find out. Yeah. You know, some people do a, they do a. Can you say that again? I wish I could. The surrender and the pause, right? Mm-hmm. So the pause is there before the sense of you. Yeah, the pause is what we really are. So let's say conscious contact happens, consciousness and contact, and then there's an awareness of that contact. That's what I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That both what you are, but one's an aspect of what you are, which is consciousness, and that awareness is sort of the the uh, the imminence of all of you are. Yeah, the awareness. So there's the awareness of the consciousness. So what happens is that's pause. Yeah. There's a pause while the conscious contact is going on. Mm-hmm. And then the mental process kicks in and claims to be the one who's in contact. Mm-hmm. Yes? So, if there's a feeling that you're there, then what usually the pause, if there's a sense of the pause, but now it's been, it's been get added a step to by stepping out of it and taking to be the one who's aware of you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You get into a little bit of the selfing. From there, what the pause may evoke is surrender. Mm-hmm. Because in the selfing, that's mm-hmm. the most appropriate move. Mm-hmm. Not to try to say, I'm not a self. Not to say, oh, I know something, when it doesn't really actualize. From this point, the most appropriate move is to surrender. Mm-hmm. So if there's an honoring of that pause or that sense... That's the appropriate thing to do. Like Raman Mahashi said, for people's minds who who have trouble with a lot of things about omission and commission, they believe they omitted things they should have did, and they don't believe they believe they did things they shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. Knowledge may not be the best way. Mm-hmm. It may surrender would be the way. Mm-hmm. So if you find yourself on the on the the time side of the pause, then surrender to that pause is probably the greatest, the best move. So to abandon the self, which you seem to be in some level, to that pause is the appropriate gesture. 
So that's sort of like the mind dreaming itself out of the dream. So you can say the dream has the quality of separation. So from that quality of separation, the most appropriate act is surrender to what that doesn't seem to be separate. Yeah. Mm. It'll provoke it'll provoke a yearning or a feeling that will simulate what that may be, and after a while you realize it is you. That you're not the one that needs to surrender. You're prior to surrender. But while there's that feeling of you, surrender is the most appropriate thing to do. Yeah? That's what we do in AA. We don't jump right into that, you are that. We say, hey, you don't think you're this, that, so here, what's, what, in that condition, you better turn your will and your life over to the care of a higher power, of how you think of it from this position. And then what will happen over time, that position, position will be liquidated in a sense yeah and you'll have different ideas of what god is because you'll be getting much different ideas about what you are yeah and you're getting more aligned to what god is when you realize what you're not <coughs> goes that way yeah so the dream gets happier in aa it says perhaps there's a better way trusting something infinite rather than your finite self so what occurs in the process of AA, you leave, lose, you're leaving the failed system of self-reliance and you're moving to a, a, a successful system called centeredness. Yeah, And so along the way, as the dream gets happier, there'll be demonstrative points where you'll see a real demonstration of the shift. And so when those occur, you build like a, moment, a, a, a momentary temple and you honor what's happening. I'm being shifted out of a failed system, and I'm being led to a reliable system. Yeah, And the way to do it is to honor when the demonstration of the reliability is occurring, because the story of selfing will take a miracle you had today and forget it in two hours, but will remember resentment for 30 years that never happened. So you have to work, use the poison as an antidote. That's why we do a lot of talks, because repetition is used by the selfing to, pr- to promote the poison, you know, you're this, you're this, you're that, you're that, all freaking day. You know, you're a loser, you're a loser, this and that. We're using repetition by having these meetings to sort of use the poison as an antidote to the poison. Yeah? Because that's using what's in the dream to dream yourself out of the dream. Instead of denying there is no dream, if it doesn't make freaking any sense to you when you're saying it, why not drop that, use what seems to be an aspect of the dream, and the mind will use that to dream itself out of here. Isn't that what the Course of Miracles is saying in that statement? We're going to dream ourselves out of the dream. How is it going to do that? It's going to use what's available in the dream. And it's going to use what's available seemingly here to, to dream itself out of seemingly here. Yeah, right now, repetition. We're having a meeting where all day you listen to people speak. It's like a meeting of, of selfing all day. Oh, what did you do today? Oh, I, oh, how was that? Five months ago, I thought I saw you there. Oh, yes, yes. How were you feeling back then? Oh, I don't know fucking how, but oh, I was feeling pretty good. And then the story. That's, a, that's the repetition. We're using the repetition of, hey, there's two meetings a week. Every meet, a week or this, we're having... Four meetings or five meetings in five days. We're not asking for eight hours each day, an hour and a half. Have it repeated. The same invitation, the same invocation. Yes. See if it what it'll catch hold. One day you'll go to a meeting, you won't hear something, and you'll hear the same thing the next day, and you'll hear it in a different way. That's called repetition. Yeah. 
If you bent, if you had it, if you only had that one chance, you may have missed of it. But we're setting up. You have plenty of chances. Yeah, and there's a website full of talks for free. Yeah, so we've made it the best we could to have the message available, pretty much any time you'd like to hear it. To do what? To combat the thing that you don't even may, may not even like to hear that you're incessantly being bombarded with. Yeah. The whole language is a subjective language used by objects. Yeah. We keep we keep reinforcing the story that you're the doer. You're the ha- you cannot help it with the language. Yeah. There's all there's nouns with verbs, and we're always the noun, and we're talking about the verbs, and we're talking from a position. I have a lot to do with the verb. <laughs> yeah. And so um, so of course this is my life. Yeah, I'm in this mess. It's mine. On and on and on and on and on. It's all a claiming. Life is just happening. It's not happening to me. It's just happening. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. When it's happening to me, holy cow, the shit hits the fan. Why is this happening to me? <laughs> Why not? You know what I mean? It's just happening. Why not? You would be. You've been selected randomly. To be pissed on today. Why? Why not? <laughs> it's just the luck of the draw, bro. What are you going to do? Oh, I want it to be different. You have no power. <laughs> hey. Hey. That was that saying in recovery. That our dilemma is powerlessness. We want to play God, but we can't, we can't make people do what we want. Yeah, no one. If everyone would just do what I wanted, I'd be happy, and therefore they'd be happy because I was happy. That was that seemed like the logic. You know what I mean? It's insane. Yet, the only time you experience powerlessness is when you're exerting power you don't have. Then I'm frustrated. You're not doing what I want because you're not doing what I want. If I had the power, you should be doing what I want. I don't have the power, but I'm exerting power I don't have, so I'm getting pissed off. When I admit that I'm powerless. I never experienced being powerless. I experienced having power. It's trippy, eh? Seems very illogical to the failed system of thought, but out of it, it makes total sense. We're trying to fit what works, and it perplexes when it's received by what doesn't work. What doesn't work isn't going to give up an inch to, to let it be proved that it doesn't work. It will just, oh, it's a mystery how life works. It isn't a mystery. You have things by giving them away. Yeah. You have love by loving. Not by grabbing it and, and, and prioritizing it and getting it. You have it by giving it away. Yeah. You get to be present by being va- available. Yeah. Things like that. It makes total sense when you're living it. Yeah. But in, when you think about it, it doesn't make any sense at all, at all. You know, what cocaine dealer ever practices... They have it by giving it away. None. Uh. No way is a coke dealer going to give his coke away and then think he has it. Yeah, That's the way it happens out here. But in fact, the real currency of life is you have it by giving it away. By me showing up, just like the Course in Miracles. You know, you have, you know the best way to, to learn something is to teach it. While I'm inviting people, I'm being invited. Yeah. I'm listening to the same talk that you're listening to as it's coming through. 
I don't listen. I'm not trying to follow the words. I get the same fucking rhythm I've heard ever since the download started to occur. And that's my lullaby. That's what I listen to. I don't listen to the words, but I listen to the, the, the cadence, the energy that's being expressed through the words. That's the message for me. It's like taking a bath every day. And I'm not going to wait for someone to set my bath. I'm not going to wait for someone to run my bath. I'm going to be. I'm going to live in the bath myself. Fuck! I'm not going to kiss ass and go to wait every six months to see some teacher for three hundred bucks. I'm not doing it. I think it's slavery. It's available to us right now. Yeah. I put my foot down and I walked away from that fucking thing because I saw it as a spiritual business in a way. It bothered me a little bit. Yeah. <coughs> When it's an invitation, I'm meant to become obsolete. Doesn't mean you won't see me anymore, but we'll see each other like this. It won't be like, you know, it will be more like a hello, not like a, a nest of birds waiting to be fed. We'll, we're all full, and we're just sharing the we're sharing the banquet together. You're holding the space, I'm holding the space. You're listening, I'm talking. That's all. And yet something happens. It's lovely, and we and we're all the better for it. And there's, a very, there's not that many things that you can say that when you arrive at, we leave all the better for it every freaking time. It's a damn good deal to be involved in. Yeah? Yeah. And what does it cost me? You have two eggs and a cup of tea. <laughs> really, it's a pretty good deal. We could have made it difficult. Sign up eight months in advance. Make sure you work out three hours a day, get ready. It's going to be held on a 12,000 foot mountain. You'll have to walk up there. Carry your own stuff with you. Yes? You'll be up at four in the morning and sleep at eight in the morning, eight at night. You must clean the master's room five hours a day. Massage his feet and do whatever else he wants. And you'll be so much better for it. $3,000, please, before it's July 1st. Uh, oh. Or you'll be on the waiting list. <laughs> I'll helicopter in. No, I never fucking walk up the hill. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Get my telescope. Look at look at those assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I could sell them anything. You know? <laughs> if I just show up. Pass a basket. Oh, it's not important enough. But climb a mountain. Oh, yes. It's really valuable. Look at what I went through to get it. What? You're lending it the reality? You're lending the value? It's coming. You're, the, you're giving it the value? The value is the message. just going back to the centeredness and feeling uh, I, I'm really the infinite consciousness? It could that be. Be a download? Or it could what, be. What exactly do you mean? Like, when do your downloads occur? <laughs> Between two and four every day. <laughs> it's like you left UPS. I have to be there to sign for it. They don't get delivered. <laughs> I don't know, honey. You know, it doesn't... You'll find out. Just entertain. The possibilities have gotten in there. You don't have to fuss around them. They have a life of their own. 
Just leave them alone. See what happens in a few days or weeks. It may not leave any impression on you. It may move to uh, produce a great impression on you. But it doesn't need your help. You don't have to go over it or try to figure it out. Have faith in mind. Yeah? It's not the mental process. There's no, it's not wise, wise to have faith in the mental process. But mind is worthy of faith. Yeah. I have faith in just hearing it. It does its thing. It'll touch what needs to be touched. Yeah, Pronounce what needs to be pronounced. You know, demonstrate things you weren't willing to see yourself. They'll show up. And, you know, go along with it. If you get scared, back off if you think you have to. If not, it's, this, this isn't like a command or a demand. It's a suggestion. It's a possibility. Everything else, you take make too much... We try to make things so heavy. This is the last thing that needs to be made heavy. It's not a demand. It is not. This is just a possibility. Every one of you is probably doing pretty well in life in some levels. Yeah, this will just become an illuminating factor for it. That's all. Yeah. The mental interest is different than interest. You can tell the difference. Mental interest isn't needed here. Yeah? Mental interest is busily trying to figure out how it can be an advantage for it, how, what to make of it, mm-hmm. yes, how to, for the, how to neuter it, how to push it away in time. It's got, that's how it's doing it. That's its sense of knowing. This is about finding out. It's different, you know. You're, it's in there. Let's see. If it's worth its salt, it'll make an impression. And I have faith that it's worth its salt. So. It doesn't have to be shoved down there for hours. It's just thrown out lightly and it lands or it doesn't. And if it didn't land today, it will land on a later date probably. It has the tendency. It just gets thrown out and you see where it lands. You cannot not be affected by it if it wants to affect you. <laughs> There's no way you can say no to it <laughs> unless you, you know, <laughs> I just don't see it. I mean, I would have liked if I would have been able to corral it, yeah? But its basic emphasis is submit, basically. The, the rebelliousness, the defiance of selfing uh, can't, can't, can't balk in itself into a bite. It just doesn't. It's all, it's all huffing and puffing. And it doesn't blow anything down. Yeah? Yeah, this is, yeah. Luckily for me, I just haven't died yet, you know? I had days it was yeah. tough for a year or so. I had a really heavy experience as Paul for about over a year. I want to record this heavy experience as Paul.